So we're here at the church, and uh, you know how I was telling you I wanted to fix up the sound for Sunday sermon so they won't be distorted anymore? This is what I did. I added this SCL2 stereo compressor limiter gate expander. I know you don't understand what that is, but some of you might. But basically what happens is that allows the levels, whether it's music playing or me preaching, to be all at the same level and nothing distorts. That's the stuff, man. Every time, like, I'm not joking. Every time, you know, I sell a painting or whatever, I'm always trying to figure out ways to make the live stream better for you guys. And that's a big deal. It's bugging me because every Sunday, so many of you log on and then it's distorted or it's too low. That's why sometimes the service is low because we're trying to stop it from distorting and then we turn it up because it's too low and then it distorts and just trying to make things better for you guys. So anyways, it's still early, so we're heading home right now. All right, guys, just wanted to share this with you before uh, we start the devotional. Five, four, three. Two, one. Good. Morning. morning. It is Monday night for us. Yes. Tuesday morning for you guys. And Torta is sitting right here. Yeah, Torta is right there. She made her way. That's her new name. We're not going to name her Kitty no more. Her name is Torta. So. <laughs> she's just looking like, yeah, whatever, guys. <laughs> she's probably... In her mind, she's saying, you guys are big tortas, too. <laughs> so, guys, what's up? Yeah, um, we were at the church today. I uh, had to connect. The, oh, I did a short, quick video of how we're going to fix some of the um, audio for the for them. Oh, yeah? For the stream. Yeah, I showed nice. them the, the compressor. Nice. So, I'm going to start this video like that, showing that compressor. It's like a minute, 20 seconds. Mm. Why? Because we want you guys to get a good stream. Yes. We care. Like the Care Bears. Yep. You're such a Care Bear. So anyways, guys. Um, I think I wanted to dive into the scripture because I think it's a good subject. Yeah, it is. What do you think? Yeah. I like it. Oh, guess what, guys? We finally, finally, what? after months, um, we finally got to sit down and have lunch with your parents because I happened to have a, a doctorate appointment this morning in Modesto, and um, and so did your, your parents. Mm -hmm. They happened to have a, an appointment in Modesto as well, and we were like, you guys have an appointment? We have an, I have an appointment. Yeah. And I and it was kind of close to the same time. And guys, we seriously have not been able to spend any time with them. Like you mentioned um, in church service that mm -hmm. sometimes they want to, you know, have lunch with us after service, and we have yeah. not been able to. So today was a day, guys. Like seriously, we seriously had a moment to really, really spend time with them and. And it was really, really nice. I enjoyed spending time with them. Yeah. You know, it was really, really oh, nice. Oh, man, my mic's not even connected. Really? Wow. Hello. So it's picking me up. 
probably through there. Your mic. Yeah, we'll but connect they, connect up. Now bam. you can hear them better. There it is. Yeah, so it was really nice, guys, for us to spend that time. And then right after that, we went to the to the church. Yeah, we went to the church. I went to connect the compressor. You fell asleep. You were tired. I was so tired, guys. So I did fall asleep at the on the couch at the church while he was doing all of that. So if you were wondering where I was, I was on the couch sleeping. Yeah, I should have filmed you sleeping. What? That wouldn't have been nice. <laughs> well, that's why I didn't. You know what was funny? What? That it got so cold and for a quick moment, like, I I got hungry because all I had was a salad for lunch. I had yeah. that little bit of salad that I had. Um, I got up, turned off the, the AC, took a bite of your potato and went back to the couch and, and fell back to sleep. I know. She ate my papa. And then he came back out and he's like, somebody took a bite of my potato and I was like. I said my papa. And it had been me, guys. I was the potato, the potato thief. Yeah. Yeah. I just got hungry for a moment. I had a fully loaded potato that I didn't even touch when I ate with my parents because I got full quick. I took one bite of it, guys. Long story short, I took one bite of it. Well, all I ate all day, guys, was a salad and a potato. And I stopped eating at 7 o'clock, so that's all I ate all day. Yeah. So it was delicious. But anyways, so, let's get into this. Um, so you want to set the stage. What do you want to do? Yeah, well, here's... Let me set the stage. Do it. Let me say it deep. Set the stage. So, in the book of Acts, we're going to the book of Acts, right? And a lot of people say this. They say, we got to go back. The church has to go back to the book of Acts. And um, I get why they're saying it, because they're like, that's the first church. That's the way it was, and we need to go back to that. But let me throw this at you. You going to throw a wrench? Huh? You going to throw a wrench? No. Oh. Um, I've said that many times in the past. Of we need to go back to the book of Acts. The church has to go back to the book of Acts. But the book of Acts, guys, was a mess. In, in this sense, don't get all freaked out. In this sense, the church didn't know what they were doing yet. This was all brand new to them. Jesus, um, you know, Jesus ascended and it was just Jewish people. And they were like, in the book of Acts, they're like, do we include the Romans and Greeks? Do we baptize them how do we baptize them how do we get people like what do we do what do we eat do we change do we follow the jewish laws or oh, the church being pioneered pretty yeah, much. yeah yeah so there was a lot of pioneering and a lot of trial and error Learning, yeah. and people had no idea how to do this so really you don't want a church in the uh, following in the book of acts because the church was yet not even formed they were still learning who they were um, actually, a more a more mature church is actually the book of Ephesians, which was written roughly 30 years later. So that's three decades of getting this thing down of what the church is. Yeah. So anyways, here is one of the issues that happened, right? As you guys know, there was 12 apostles. One of them hung themselves, Judas, so left them with 11. And then that was even an issue. They're like, do we pick a 12th person or... And they basically found a 12th person, which 
I found interesting because that 12th person, as far as we know, never did nothing. Yeah. Never mentioned them again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost as if Paul was the 12th person because he did a lot of stuff. Anyways, in this situation, the church was growing and they were getting spread thin. They, they, they weren't, there wasn't a pastor. These were just the 12 apostles, right? Including that one they chose. Uh, Matthias, I think is his name. And the church was growing and growing. You guys got to know that the bigger the church grew, the more issues, the more problems, the more they're trying to, family issues and all this stuff, you know. So we are going to read and jump into that right now in Acts chapter 6, verse 1. You ready? I'm ready. Check this out. It says, I'm not sure up to where I'm going to read, so we'll see. Maybe verse 7 or something. It says, Now in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplying, there arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists, because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. Then the twelve summoned the, the multitude of the disciples. So the twelve summoned the multitude of the disciples and said, It is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the saying pleased the whole multitude. And they chose Stephen or Stephen, a man full of faith in the Holy Spirit, and Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, or Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte from Antioch, whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid hands on them. Then the word of God spread, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. I went through seven. Yeah. Okay, so David reads out of the... Uh, New King James, I'll be reading out of the message. During this time, as the disciples were increasing in numbers by leaps and bounds, hard feelings developed among Greek-speaking believers, Hellenist, toward the Hebrew-speaking believers because their widows were being discriminated against the daily food lines. So the twelve called a meeting of the disciples. They said, It wouldn't be right for us to abandon our responsibilities for preaching and teaching the word of God to help with the care of the poor. So friends chose seven men from among you. Oh, sorry. So friends choose seven men from among you whom everyone trusts, men full of the Holy Spirit and good sense, and will assign them this task. Meanwhile, we'll stick to our assigned task of prayer and speaking God's word. The congregation thought this was a great idea. They went ahead and chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit, Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, Nicholas, a convert from Antioch. Then they presented to them the apostles, praying praying the apostles laid laid on hands and commissioned them for their tasks. The word of God prospered. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased dramatically. Not least, a great many priests submitted themselves to the faith. Right there. Wow. So um, this is why we didn't want to talk a whole lot before, because, man, there's a lot of good stuff in here. Yeah. 
You know, because remember, if you don't know your history and its mistakes, you're bound to repeat it. You know, so I, I think there's a lot of wisdom here, right? So we know that those 12 apostles, mm -hmm. these are men that walked with Jesus, minus Judas, but they chose a 12th person. Um, I believe that the 12th guy knew Jesus. That's why they chose him. Remember how there was multitude, there was many that followed Jesus, right? So most likely, Matthias was somebody that followed Jesus. So they chose the 12th one, right? So now there's 12 pillars of the church. And it says in the first verse, the number of the disciples were multiplying. So in other words, people that followed Jesus, even though he wasn't there anymore, they still followed. The, the, it was growing. The church was growing. Yeah. And it says, there arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists because their widows were neglect, neglected in the daily distribution. Real quick, little footnote. Hellenists were basically um, Jewish people that grew up Greek. In the same way, like here, there's a lot of Latinos that don't speak Spanish because they were raised here. So they'll go to Mexico or something and get discriminated against because they're like, you don't speak the language? Like, what's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. So they almost kind of look down at you. Not yeah. all of them, but some yeah. of them. So the Jewish people looked down on the Jewish people that only spoke Greek. Got it. So they were Hellenists. Mm -hmm. So what was happening is that the Hellenistic widows, the non-Jewish speaking widows, were being neglected. That's messed up. Yeah. They were kind of favoring the Jewish speaking widows and ignoring the Hellenistic yeah. non-Jewish speaking widows. And that's not right. Yeah, and especially on something that we're not to neglect on, especially food. You yeah, know, they were yeah. that is sub substance. Yeah, so these are these are Christian women. Yeah, that were not getting food for their families. They were widowed, you know, and, and they weren't getting the help that that they needed. So it was like it, it was starting to cause a division. Yeah, and guys, division has been in the church from day one. Look at that. The church yeah. is barely being established, and there's always a reason why to cause division. Yeah. So right here, they started feeling like like favoritism. Favoritism, yeah. Yeah, yeah so then you see that you see that now. You see even you know in some churches where you see even um, you see like little groups form, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and um, so this was the issue, and this this was so I, I like the way they approached it though because it says here, verse two, then the twelve talking about the twelve apostles, right? Mm -hmm. The 12 apostles summoned the multitude of the disciples. So they gathered all of the, the, the believers of Jesus. And they said, it is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. They were actually, they're a little irritated. Yeah. How did they say it in there? It says, they said it wouldn't be right for us to abandon our responsibilities for preaching and teaching the word of God. Yeah. So they're like, listen, man, we're, we're over here trying to preach and share Jesus with people, and you guys are stopping us because you can't give food evenly? Like, seriously? Like, yeah. you, that, I, it's almost sarcastic. He goes, should we just serve the tables in? Yeah. Well, want us to go and, and pass the food out? That's what they were saying. Yeah. It's our, it, they're sarcastic to it. Yeah. Rightfully. You're like, seriously. Like, we are dealing with heaven and earth, hell and brimstone and you're pulling us for this. So look, look at what they did, right? So the 12 Jewish apostles, it says here, 
Verse three, therefore, brethren, seek out from among you. So he's talking to the non-Jewish Christians. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, the non-Jewish speaking Christians, because they are Jewish. And he's saying, listen, this is what I'll tell you. Since this issue is with you guys, why don't you guys choose some leaders? Yeah. Choose leaders, you know? And it says, um, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. And I love the fact that they said that. They're like, like they're not like, well, let's go pick some Jewish-speaking Jews to... No, they're like, you know what? Let's get seven of you guys. And, and not only that, but if they have a good reputation and they're full of the Holy Ghost and they have wisdom. They have good sense, yeah. Yeah, how does it say it there? Right here it says, full of the Holy Spirit and good sense and someone that everyone trusts. Yeah, right? So that was really important because this is a trust issue because mm-hmm. people were feeling like they weren't being treated fairly. Yeah. You know, oh, you speak Jewish? We're going to give you a little bit more food. You know, and the ones that didn't, oh, they were going to uh, be skimpy, you know what I mean, on what they were giving them. And so they're like, you know what, choose leaders. I like the fact that they, they let it up to them, mm-hmm. but then they said, but we're going to appoint them. Yeah. You know, because that was really important, guy, be, guys, because it, the apostles had to be the ones to assign them or else they wouldn't be respected. Because everybody respected the 12 that were with Jesus, even though there was, you know, Judas. I mean, I already explained it. So, you know, it says, um, he says, we're going to appoint seven. And in verse four, it says, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer, to the ministry of the word. In other words, we need to choose seven people. We need to delegate some of this stuff because we can't be worrying about this. That way we can get back to praying and preaching, praying and preaching, praying and preaching. We need to, sh- to, to share the gospel. And this stuff is stopping us. Yeah. So choose seven people full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, people you trust. And I like that, because if they had assigned people, then the trust issue wouldn't have gone away. Yeah. They would have been like, oh, yeah, of course they chose him. Yeah. I like that. I like yeah. that they're like, you know what? You choose. But choose people you trust, full of the Holy Ghost, and they have wisdom. They have some sense. Yeah. <laughs> they have some, um, what do you call it? Like a, just, just sense. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And it's weird because you think that's the easiest thing to get, but sometimes people just don't have any sense, you know? And I'm like, do you not have discernment? Like, (laughs) what's the problem, you know? Anyways, it goes this and it says this, right? It says, um, and the saying pleased everybody. The saying pleased the whole... So everybody was like, yeah, man, you know what? I like that idea. Yeah, the congregation thought this was a great idea. They went ahead and chose. Yeah, so they chose these seven guys, right? And um, and I like that. So they brought the seven people. And um, I like even the last guy, Nicholas, a proselyte from Antioch. Um, I'm not positive, but I believe um, this guy wasn't even Jewish. He was just a Greek that spoke Greek. But people trusted him. They liked him. Why do I say that? Because it says he was a proselyte proselyte of somebody that was converted. So a lot of times when people were non-Jewish, they would proselyte them to come to the Jewish faith. That's why I'm not sure though. So you can fact check me on that. Um, So anyways, they brought the seven men to the apostles. So all 12 of them are there. The whole congregation is there. And they set them before the apostles 
and they prayed and laid hands on them. Remember I was talking about during, was it Bible study or devotional where I say that the laying of hands is about leadership? Yeah. Yeah, it was a Bible study, huh? Yeah. And I guess, you know, and because in those times, everybody lived so out in the open that they were able to see the way people lived, you know, yeah. and, 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 you know, and, and it was so much easier to be able to choose um, leaders. It was so much, mm-hmm. it was so much different, but you got to remember now people, people live double lives. People live differently behind closed doors than what they do when people see somebody and everything, that's why discernment is so important. Yeah. You know, that's why it is so important to have the discernment, unfortunately, because, you know, what you see on church on Sunday and for that moment is not what you usually, is not usually, sometimes it's different. Which is a sad truth, unfortunately. And and, and it's unfortunate, you know, because as as you're reading that and I'm just, you know, in my heart, I'm just like, you know, gosh, you know, it, it, it would be so nice, it would be so nice if, if we can have that, you know what I'm saying? If you can have, man, if you can have a congregation and be like, man, who can we choose, you know, as as leaders? Because it was so open and yeah. and just, it was like that back then. But it, it's it's not like that anymore, you know? And that's why it's so important that you be so in tune with the Lord and that you understand how important it is that you hear God's voice and you be able to have that relationship with him. Because if you have that, then you're able to discern and you're able to know. Yeah. You feel it. Exactly. And, and, it, and it is sad that, that, we, that we have to point that out. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is important, knowing the truths of of how the church first started. And actually, to be honest with you, it's almost comforting because I'm just like, okay, they had this issue back then too. Yeah. You know, they had this issue back then. Yeah. And and um, these poor guys, man, these 12 apostles were trying to preach the gospel and instead they were trying to, they were putting little fires out. Yeah. You know, and it's like the moment that they fixed this fire and they're like, okay, let's go, let's go full bore. And then another little fire, and another little issue, and another little problem. And they're just like, do, do, do you want us to just defeat everybody too? Do you, how about we just stand in line and just give it? Well, you know, and, and it's like, they were. I think they were frustrated. Yeah. So, you know, this is the first church, man. And, and they had no idea what they were doing yet. They were still building this. They were still um, um, getting the hang of things, you know? Like when you get a new job. And at first, you're kind of awkward, you know, you don't know what to do, or you're sitting around like, and after a while, you're like, you know exactly what to do, you don't need nobody to tell you what to do. And these guys were just, these poor guys, man, they're just like, we need to preach this gospel, yeah. you know? So they set those seven peoples, those seven men before them, and, and by laying hands on them, you got to understand too, in, in the Jewish time is that a leader, an elder, a rabbi, if he was going to assign somebody, he had to lay hands on them. So in other words, that was really key and really important. It was a huge, important part of the ceremony of it. Yeah. You know, to to anoint somebody, to appoint somebody. You know, so they did that with these seven men. Well, I think like just as we just started worship all over again, you know, it's it's oh, it's like almost like starting all over again. You know, I mean, when was it when we were on um, on Hatch? 
mm-hmm. you know we had a, a full-on worship team yeah. you know for for some time and everything and it's been a while it really has we we had a full-on worship team you had a, a you know full keyboardist you had a guitarist you had a drummer you had everything and then we went to working through youtube and then we went back to multi-tracks yeah. and we've been on multi-tracks for some time and does it feel really nice to once again start with the guitarists and everything but i feel like we're kind of starting kind of like you know and it, it, it's like starting over again you know and and there we're it's kind of like bringing order again you know and yeah. pioneering it all over again and everything and it's not that we're not knowledgeable of stuff and it's not like we don't mm-hmm. know but it's kind of getting back into the groove of things and you're just kind of you know restructuring and and it's it's brand new again you know yeah it is yeah it is everything everything takes um everything takes order everything takes um a, a relearning i think learning and a, and a learning curve i believe yeah yeah well i mean it's the same thing as um i'm gonna make it very practical i guess is that imagine picking up a piano and um there's two people and this thing's really heavy right so a third person comes and with the third person they actually makes it a little lighter for the other two but they got to find that even balance to keep that thing balanced because one's on one end one's in the other one's on this side but nobody's on this side so then another fourth person comes and says hey i'll help you lift that piano so now they have to learn how to redistribute that weight in order to keep it straight it makes it easier though but at the same time they were so used to hold only three holding it that it feels a little awkward at first with the fourth person but then they realize okay now we we know how to hold this and it goes on and on and on same thing with ministry same thing with anything actually you know so i love the fact of this example i love the book of acts not for the same reason that a lot of people do a lot of people love the the book of acts uh, because they're like oh man it's all about revival and all this stuff and yes it is that but it's also it shows us how they built this thing yeah because i love the fact that um brother johnny the muppet you know I love the fact that when when we went to Phoenix to kind of go and I'm not going to say establish that church because it was already going. I mean, Tony and, and Michelle Palea were doing amazing, but well, actually, perfect example of laying on in hands because I love the I love the fact that it came from Tony because he goes, "Hey, I really want you guys to pray for us," you know. To in, in other words, to commission them. For that work of phoenix Amen. and i know that because they are very biblical you know michelle and tony and i love the fact that they wanted us to do that in front of the congregation in front of the cameras because if they're going to be a part of house arrest then we needed to lay hands on them to come the same thing as what we're reading here mm-hmm. but i love the fact that that johnny he drove all the way from southern california over there and he was able to see because by the time he got out of prison i had already started the church and I think sometimes it looked impossible for him. He's like, man, how, how, you got this building, you have this and that, because he's called to preach too. But I love the fact that he went to see the fact that we went and grabbed some chairs from Walmart, the fact that, that he was trying to put the, the, the misters up. I mean, ground floor, yeah. ground zero. Yeah. And actually that helped him to see the bigger picture of like, oh, this is how... So I don't have to start with the full building and all this. and all. started. Yeah. So I like the book of Acts because it goes down to the foundation. Yeah. 
You know, it goes down. What's the building? A house before it even has walls? Just the two by fours? What's that called? Like the... I don't know. You guys know what I mean. The shell of it. The... Hmm? The framing. The structure. Yeah, the frame. You you get to see the frame before the house is even built. By looking at the book of Acts, it's looking at the church still in framework. Yeah. You're literally seeing it with the cement being poured as a foundation. Yeah. That's why I like X. Yeah. You know? And I think a lot of people like X because of the amazing Holy Spirit thing. And I like that stuff too, but they fail to see the fact that you're basically seeing the church being built from foundation to framework and it's slowly being built. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So anyways, the last verse. And this is important, guys. Look what happened after they chose these seven leaders. Look what happened. Then the word of God spread. And the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. Read it again. The word of God prospered. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased dramatically. Not least, a great many priests submitted themselves to the faith. That's a big deal. These are priests that were following after Judaism, and even they were getting converted to Jesus. Amen. So once they had people in order in order for them to to do the other stuff it cleared the path it cleared the path now they were able to go and grow the church not the building the the church so this as you guys know means a lot to us at house of rest because sometimes we have found ourselves guys um in 10 years I have gone through where I'm just like, oh, for sure, for sure. Because somebody will come and be like, man, I really want to do this. You know, I want to do this. And I'm like, man, praise God. I'm glad you came. Boom. I'm like, here, do it. And then they don't. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, for a long time, guys, um, there's this guy in San Francisco. He's a one-man band. He has a guitar. He has drums. He has cymbals. He has, all, he has a harmonica hanging up. <laughs> He literally sounds like a full band, remember? But he just has all these instruments all over him because he has no band members. Yeah, I have a picture of him. Yeah. Um, That's for a long time. That's what I felt like, you know? And and, and when Sharon came into the picture, she probably saw me like that in the spiritual sense. She's like, like, do you have children's? Yeah, do you you have have children's? Do you have youth? Do you have worship? I'm like, um, no. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, and and, uh, and we just started. We talked to Gloria, and then Gloria started doing the children's, mm-hmm. and we started the children's ministry. And then um, we, you know, we started doing. We started really pushing worship, and then you ended up with Josh, and just you know, yeah, just a lot of worship things. Worship really, you know, started implementing worship, and we had children's little choir and. Mm-hmm. We had little programs, and that was it, guys. And then hospitality, and there was just, you know, the women's, and just a lot of different ministries, and it was just a blessing because administration came in. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Because now, you know, usually I'm still running around, both of us, on Sunday morning, you know, but there's people... Who just come in. Gum. They put come and they're putting the flag out. They're opening the curtains. They're turning lights on. Put the air conditions on. They're um, unrolling the gate in the back. They're turning the computers on. Getting the OBS ready for you guys to stream. 
um, Rachel and, and um, Jesse, Jesse and, and, and you know so yeah, many Melodia, people you know Melodia people. with you know a lot of the stuff and um, man it's just it's a beautiful thing you know and and I'm just like wow I don't know I don't even know what that's I'm not used to it. It's so, it's still foreign to me. Yeah, and then Jessica at the end, you know, takes care of, you know, the financial department. There's just a lot of things that I'm not, it's it's still just, it is foreign, you know. Yeah, now, now I'm not saying the house is built, but we're, we're, we're past the foundation part. I'm, 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 we're seeing the frames and we're starting to see the walls put up in it. Yeah. You know, in the sense of what I'm talking about, how, yeah. you know, and it's a beautiful thing to see and, and slowly God is bringing more people, you know, and more people and... and but, but I'm not going to, I'm going to be really, really honest with you guys. It, 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 it's hard though, because you, there, there's the discernment, like we say, because it has been hard to, to find the, because it says here, find those you can trust. Find those that you can, you know, that are full um, of the Holy Spirit, that are full of the Holy Spirit, and, and and those that have wisdom, because it's so hard to find those that have, you know, that you can, that that you can trust, and that are, are that are loyal, and that are consistent, and that are committed. But here's the most the most important thing: those that that want are willing, that are willing vessels, because if a person is not willing to do it for the love of Christ, then they're not going to want to do it. They will not, I'll, I'll, I'll just, and none of that will even matter because they have to want to do it for the love of Christ. You have to want to do it, Yeah. you know, because the thing is, you'll be tired. You won't want to come. You won't want to, you won't even want to try to do it because I love doing God's work. I love it, you know? I'm not doing it for David. I'm not doing it for anybody else. I love doing what I do, you guys. When you guys tell me, God, aren't you tired? Aren't you this? Or, yeah. My God, <laughs> yes, we're tired. But you, you guys want to know that I love to do it. I love to do it. You want to know why? because of what he did for me, guys, and what he does for me and what he continues to do for me because I remember of everything that he has done in my life, everything that he's pulled me through. And I know, I know those days when I sat there abused, when I sat there bruised up, when I sat there, you know, when he pulled me out of the mud and I was filled with shame and when I was going through everything that I went through, I know those darkest days coming out of suicide and, and the he spared my life so many times. I know those days and I'm like, Lord, you spared me. And I'm like, everything, it's like, I feel like he completed me and I feel like everything beyond that is just a blessing. So I'm like, yeah, I want to do God's work and I do it joyfully. And you know what? And is it tiring? Yes, it's tiring. But you know what? He did something so much greater on that cross for me. You think I'm not going to want to sacrifice some time? You think I'm not going to want to sacrifice anything for him? 
Absolutely. You think it doesn't hurt me sometimes when there's times where my kids will be like, Mom, you know what? Um, you're, you, you moved all the way to Northern California. You moved so far away from us over here. And you think I don't miss my older kids? You think I don't miss my grandson? But man, I threw everything on a U-Haul. And I know that I needed to come here because it was my calling to be here. And I was like, Lord, you're calling me to be there because there's there's a purpose and here i am and do we get tired yeah but it, it it was it was it's hard guys but it takes commitment it takes loyalty it takes trust and it takes it takes sacrifice but you do it joyfully and you just do it yeah it's 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 not an easy thing but it's a rewarding thing because it's so rewarding. when i see people growing that's the fruits of your labor when i see people oh, coming yes. to the lord when i see non-believers watching devotionals yeah when i and i'm just like wow i can't stop it's like lord this is your reward yeah I, I can't stop i yeah. can't stop you know and it's like um you know it, it, man you know and i i just know man i know that that god is doing something beautiful god is doing something amazing um if somebody would say man can you write a, a a book on how to do this i wouldn't know what to do you know what i mean uh, i'm just and like i don't show know you just yeah. watch it yeah <laughs> you know and and real quick i wanted to bring this point is the fact that they said you know what choose among your, yourselves men you trust full of the holy spirit and wisdom and you would say that's all the criteria just three things but let me tell you you know how hard it is seriously do you know how hard it is to find one person that has that is trusted, full of the Holy Spirit, and has wisdom, and, and it's it's just three things, but it's three very heavy things. Yeah. Because think about it: if somebody's full of the Holy Spirit but nobody trusts them, that that ain't gonna work. Mm -hmm. If somebody, if everybody trusts somebody, right? They trust him, and he's full of the Holy Spirit, but he has no wisdom. Well, they're gonna make wrong decisions continually. Yeah. Guys, it's a short list, but boy, it's a heavy list. It is. It is a heavy list, you know, uh, but, you know, and that's why, you know, um, unfortunately, some people have taken on mantles at every church, not just House of Rest. And, and man, it's been a huge letdown, you know, and some come out of nowhere and I didn't even see them coming and they just come man, and wow. So um, some people surprise me and blow me away. You know, and other people, I expected so much more. And I'm just like, man, you know, and it is what it is. I mean, the moment humans get in the church, it becomes an issue, right? Because we're, we're, we're drama, man. Some more than others, you know, but <laughs> nevertheless, we got to keep pushing forward. We got to keep pushing because you know what? When I get somebody, a message, an email, or somebody walking in the church saying, man, you know what? Um, I'm learning here. There's something There's something here. We're just like, we look at each other, and we're like, man, we got to keep doing this, because what if there's somebody else? What if there's somebody else? Like the movie, The Hacksaw Ridge. Just one more. Just one more. Just one more. Just one more, you know? And just one more. And you know what, guys? You know, and, and we're not saying we're... We're perfect. We're far from perfect. There's only one perfect. There's only one. Only perfection. Jesus. Only Jesus. Only Jesus. 
But all we can always do is just strive. And if we continue to stay focused on him, you know, we just have to stay focused on him. Yeah. And, and I know, I know that there's times where, you know, I'm like, Lord, you know, sometimes I get overwhelmed, but you know what? I, I hang on to, to, to my husband and I'm like, Lord, lead this man because right now I, I need that encouragement. And I go to my husband for encouragement, you know, because I seek the Lord and, and I'm like, Lord, let this man encourage me because sometimes I don't, I don't know who to go to encouragement for, you know, because I, sometimes I don't know who to trust, you know, and I don't know who, who I can rely on or anything, but I know that the Lord has given me a best friend. He's given me my husband and, and I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that he's given me a, a man of God and he's given me, you know, and, and I know, I know to never put him on a pedestal. I know to never, that's the one thing. And I praise God for that, that I will never, what is it that I will never, um, idolize that i will never idolize this man i i, I tell him i won't to, let you uh, yeah i tell him to his face i will never idolize you <laughs> and i and i praise god for that and and it, it's vice versa you know i love him i love him but you know my 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 king my king i idolize my my king you know and and that's that's jesus and i i, I praise god that he has given me a man that um, directs me in the right direction, who guides me, who prays for me, you know, and I know I'm, I'm private, you know, and I know I'm, I'm the type of person that sometimes, you know, um, is, is not as socially media driven as him. And I've learned to be more outgoing here through YouTube because of him, I know I swore at the beginning, you know, yeah, I'll never do it. But look at me. Here I am, guys. What, 600 videos in almost? Almost. Like five something. But I praise God for it because it has really stretched me. It has grown me. And um, I have just met some of the most amazing and the most beautiful people. And I will tell you that it has, it has done something to my heart. It really, really, it really has. It has expanded. It has expanded so much of my vision of what God is doing in, in just in my life. And um, it makes me just want to do so much more for the kingdom. It really does. Amen. So I'm just, I'm excited, guys. Good stuff. Yeah, really, really good, good stuff. stuff. Really, know. really good stuff. But guess um, what, guys? We can't do it alone, guys. You know, it's funny because she says that I, I lead her. And it, it's funny because most of the time I have no idea where I'm going. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, I'm just like, God, here's the thing about me, right? Is if God if God opens the door for me, I just start running. I, I just start running, man. I have no idea. And it, it could be a cliff. And I'm just like, God, if you don't put a step there, I guess I'm falling down that cliff because I'm going to just take falling it. Because, with him. <laughs> you know, I literally take God for his word. I don't care if it looks impossible. I don't care. It doesn't matter because I believe in my God. I believe that he opens a door for me. Then I'm meant to go through it, you know, and, and I'm just maybe I'm nuts or crazy. But you know what? I've lived my life like that in Christ. And it's funny because she says she follows me, and I'm like, I have no idea if the next step is a cliff or not, because if God don't put something there, I'm going to fall. 
And I don't, I don't mean fall in the world. I mean, I'm just going to fall flat on my face on whatever endeavor, you know, whether it's opening a church or this or that. And I'm just like, God, I'm literally on the edge and I step and God, boom. And I step and boom. And God just, I'm like, cool. You know what I mean? And I'm right there with him, guys. So I'm right there with him, yeah. you know, and, and I, it's so crazy because I'll tell you that I, when I moved here, I would always question when he'd be like, I'm going to do this. The Lord's going to do this. And I'd be like, but, but do we need this? And don't we need that? He'd be like, yeah. And I'd be like, and I'd always question. I'd be like, well, how are we going to get it? And he'd be like, God's going to give it to us. Okay. And I think really, she thought it was cliche at first. And, and so... <laughs> I'd, I'd be like, and I'd start praying, but I, but I don't think he'd, you know, I'd be praying for I wouldn't it. be tripping. <laughs> and he would not. And I'd be like, well, don't we have to pray for it? And, and he'd be like, no, he's just going to give it to me. And there we go. And next thing you know, it, it'd be the same thing. And I'm just like, but guys, I just learned to just, to just follow and just trust and believe and just be like, all right, Lord, you know what? All right, Lord. And now I'm just like, okay, he said it. Let's go. Let's go. What, what's next? You know? And now I, I believe and I know, and I know because I know that if we're busy for the Lord and we got to do what has to be done, there's a purpose. Yeah. Because the thing is, is that he doesn't ask for much unless there's a purpose and there's a reason. Mm -hmm. And and I'm starting to see everything unfold and why. And yeah. before I used to, you know, like right now, like with the fight and this and that, you know, and everything, when people, when I see people's comments sometimes like, why are you guys going here? Why are you guys going there? Because we need to go there because we need to be there. You know, I don't, I don't fear or, or I don't worry anymore or anything. I just go, I put my armor on and I'm like, let's go. I'm going mm -hmm. with you, <laughs> you know, and that's it. Let's go. I'm going with you because I put the armor of God on and we're just going to go. Mm -hmm. And I know that I'm covering my husband in prayer. I just, we're just going to go Yeah. because it has to happen. You know, um, if one of my kids, let's say they were still little, and um, they're like, Dad, you know, I'm really hungry. You know, are you going to take me to eat? And I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to take you to eat. You know how, how hurtful that would be if every five minutes he'd say, Dad, can I have something to eat? And I'm like, yeah, we're getting, let's get in the car. And we're driving in the direction of where he wants to eat. And the whole time he's saying, Dad, uh, can I get something to eat? Can I get, you know, I'd be like, son. I already said it. I said it, and I'm going to take you. Just receive it. So that so don't take me wrong. Don't take it wrong that oh he don't keep praying. I just trust God and what He says. Yeah. You know, because here's one the, time is all. Yeah. I, I just all I need is one yes from Him. That's it. He doesn't have to repeat Himself because like doesn't Jesus Himself say, "Let your yes be yes. Let your no be no." That's what He tells us. So. That means that applies to him too. He says, if I say yes, it's yes. You don't got to keep asking me. You know, so that's why when, when he says something in my heart or in my spirit, I'm not saying I hear it audibly. And I know many people have heard his voice audibly. Um, 
I usually I hear him in in my heart or in a dream or in a vision, you know. But if he says yes, it's go time. You know, that's all I need because I trust him. I trust him and he's not going to change his mind because the Bible says that he's not a man to lie. You know, if he says it, guess what? It's going to happen. So, all right, guys, we've, uh, you're, you're, you're probably in a third cup of coffee already. I know. I ain't sorry for it. No. <laughs> You're so mean. He wants you guys wired and jumping walls and everything. Yeah, shout out to all the truckers that are watching this. We have a few of them. Are they cholos? I don't know if they're cholos, but they're truckers. <laughs> no, seriously though, guys, uh, be safe out there on the road. Yeah. Be careful. Stay, um, stay cool, guys. And we just ask that you guys uh, have a beautiful, blessed day and really enjoy your coffee. And um, and I don't appreciate you guys cracking up at the Mike Tyson thing because, you know, he had a gap and he didn't realize it. I didn't. It just, you, you, what did you do? What's it called? Oh, you said something like Mike Tyson. Because I, he has a list. Yeah. So, all right, guys, seriously, right, man. Guys. I got to render 47 minutes now. Oh, my God. You always complain about it. Stop complaining about it. I will it. always complain about no, it. No, you shouldn't. They, until technology. You got to do that. That goes back to what I just said. But, when you do the things for the Lord, you got to do it joyfully. Stop complaining about so it. So, I just can't wait. Pray for him, guys. Till they create a processor and phones fast enough that renders things in five seconds. Okay, but you got to do things joy. It's a sacrifice. Do it joyfully. All right, I'm going to render with a big old smile. <laughs> I'm going to take a picture of him rendering with a big old smile. <laughs> Bye, guys. We love you guys. Bye.